Hello and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Gotcha. No, it's not. It's manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. Extraordinary occasions. Hello, my dog. Hello, dear. Happy April the Fools. Well, today. Today, yes. when people are listening to this, it'll be April 2nd. That's right. Double Fools. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It's a super, it's a multi-layered prank. That's why I like to do my pranks on May 16th. <laughs> no one sees them coming. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Until about 20 minutes ago, I forgot it was April Fool's Day. Oh, well, I think that um, we have a lot of things that we do during the day. So setting up a prank while you have young children is, is, I I would say, uh, difficult. You know, having a baby is kind of the ultimate prank on oneself. You know what I mean? (laughs) The prank that keeps on giving. Yeah, surprise. There's a (laughs) tiny person yelling at you all the time. Yeah. What I... is that bodily fluid? No one knows. Gotcha. <laughs> this this point in time, it's drool. It's so much drool. Teething. Woo boy. Woo boy. Um, do you want to share any classic pranks you have pulled or been pulled on? Uh, what? What? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, there's a couple that spring to mind. Uh, there was one. Uh, where I was fairly young, and I can't remember if it was me or one of my brothers, but we thought it was really funny. Um. To like reset clocks in the house, and then we ended up being late for school. My parents oh, did not find it funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was one, it was not on April Fool's Day, it was actually on, um, uh, it was on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. Uh, and this was, uh, when everybody was very worried about Y2K, uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. which only people 22 years or older, maybe even older than that, probably 25 years or older, will even know what I'm talking about. But um, on on New Year's Eve, my dad snuck away, and when it clicked over to midnight, he flipped the main breaker of the house, <laughs> um, and and he killed all the lights and power and everything. And it was pretty good. It was a pretty that's, solid that's bit. Pretty good. Um, the only one I can recall is I remember at one point spending the night at my my friend's house, and in the morning, uh, her mom served us Rice Krispies and. You know, if you've had plain Rice Krispies, you know what makes it better. Sugar. Sugar. Right? But instead of the sugar bowl, uh, she had filled it with salt. So That's pretty she good. put uh, the sugar bowl on the table with the salt in it, and we salted our Rice Krispies, and then took a bite and went, bleh, right? But... She didn't mind wasting the food, so. Yeah, listen, that's, that's not bad. I think the problem is, uh, I am, in general, well, here's the thing, I was about to say I'm not wild about pranks, but that's not true. The problem is, is that I think many people are just not good at them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where, I like a good prank. I like yeah. a prank that gets you. 
and you know, like that kind of thing. Oh man, I love those. I and love doing them. I love having them done to me. Silly pranks is what we like. Well, yeah, not even that. Just like effective, well executed. But not mean. No, correct. That's the thing. Is I, I think, and we'll talk more about this. Like there are some things that are just cruel. And not funny, that are not really pranks. It's right. just like a mean thing to do. Yeah. Like, I slashed your tires. <laughs> I'm like, not that's a not a prank. What are you doing? Okay, so this topic was suggested by fanner Jen O. Thanks, Thank Jen. Thank you, Jen. Okay, let's start off with some history. Pranks are one of those things that until, like, a prank was published. Yeah. We don't know exactly when the first prank was, and they probably weren't published Every time there was a oh, prank. Oh, no, absolutely right? not. Can um, you imagine like a cave person being like, I don't look now, there's a woolly mammoth outside. Like, what? Wait a minute, there's not a woolly mammoth outside. Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I, Could have been. Like, I had the impulse to tell you something that I guess wasn't, and then you looked, and I'm laughing now. <laughs> huh. um, some historians believe that April Fool's Day, the actual day, dates back to France in the Middle Ages. So the Council of Trent in 1563, which was a Catholic gathering meant to counteract the Protestant Reformation. Ugh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, what does this have to do with April Fool's That's Day? That's a great now, question. One of the things that they decided to do was they decided to switch from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Okay. Um, the Gregorian one is the one we use today. Correct. Um, but, you know, it, it took a little bit of time to complete the shift. Yeah. And at this point, you couldn't just, like, post on your Facebook, like, hey, we're shifting the Gregorian. Like, you got to spread the news. Exactly. Um, and so... Like today, the Gregorian calendar starts the year on uh, January 1st, but the Julian calendar began the new year around the spring equinox, sure. which is around the time of April 1st. Um, so people who continued to celebrate the new year during the last week of March and through April became the butt of jokes and hoaxes, and they were dubbed April Fools. Okay. That's not very nice. Well... Here, here's another thing about France. They still call the day uh, Poisson d'Avril. Fish of evil. No. No. D'Avril. Devil fish. No, April. Fish of April. Oh, okay. April fish. Uh, because during this period in history, a gullible person was referred to as a fish, meaning they were easily, quote, caught in the inception, right? So it's tradition that people place paper fish on the backs of their friends. um, Way better than kick me signs, if you ask me. And whenever people discover it, they are dubbed the poisson d'avril. Oh, see? That's a funny, that's a funny prank. Nobody gets hurt, and you get paper fish on the back. Now, this is, I think the reason I said it feels a little mean is it feels like, hey, we've all decided to switch calendars. We didn't tell you, but now I guess we're picking you. You know what I mean? feels a little mean. Well, I think it's just one of the things that people in power decide is fine. Sure. Also seems a little bit, maybe I'm reading into it, but a little bit of that Christian rebranding. A little of bit. Of like, oh, you're oh, the, the vernal equinox, huh? Uh, no, that's not a thing anymore. Now, New Year's Eve, uh, soon after Christmas. Mm. Um, could even go back even older than the Middle Ages, all the way back to ancient Roman festivals. Okay. Uh, So there was a popular festival at the end of March, which involved dressing up in disguises and mocking your other 
fellow citizens. This sounds a lot like the Feast of Fools that is depicted in um, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney oh, movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. And it feels, this feels like a very Roman thing as you're describing it to me. Yeah. A chance to uh, let go of the little bit of morals <laughs> that uh, Romans had at the time. Sounds great. Um, another theory is that April Fool's Day is still to do with the spring equinox and that the fool part of the day is connected to Mother Nature fooling people with changing and unpredictable spring weather. I believe that because today it snowed. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Here in Cincinnati, it snowed today. You know, here's the thing. I I wish it was the opposite. This is this is Travis's alternate history corner. Okay. Where I wish that the April Fool was more like the jester, right? That is, he is the April Fool kind of oh, thing. Where okay. that person is the one going around being a trickster rather than having tricks played upon them. Uh, In fact, I'm. Uh, we're going to start rebranding it now. This is the great Travis rebrand. Now, uh, <laughs> from now on, if you play the trick, you are an April Fool. Rather than making fun of someone else, you're just making fun. So, regardless of the origin, uh, it really started to spread around uh, during the 18th century. Can I tell you? I thought that it was. I having not done any research because that's not my part of the show, uh, I thought that the origin was going to be a lot more along the lines of like trick-or-treat and Halloween where it was going to be like, listen, everybody's playing jokes all the time. Everybody's big on pranks. We're going to give them one day where it's just like, this is the day to be silly. Get it out of your system and get back to work. What What's that day called in like movies and TV when you can commit any crime on the that purge? one day, The Purge. You think, oh, you know what? I phrase it, yeah. April Fool's Day is like the purge for pranks. Prank purge. You're right. You nailed it. Okay. Uh, so in Scotland, the tradition became a two-day event. First day was hunting the gawk. And what? Well, the gawk is a cuckoo bird, and it's also Scottish slang for someone who is foolish. Okay. So on this day, people would send their friends or employees on phony errands as a joke. Oh, so this is like a snipe hunt or a wild goose chase. Yeah, or a fool's errand. A fool's errand, as they mm-hmm. say in French. Uh, second day of the Scottish April Fool's is called um, Taily Day, which is about- Then the gawk hunts you. Butts. Oh, it's about butts? Yeah. Um, In what way? Well, uh, you you might pin a fake tail on somebody's pants. Um, and this... So it's literally just about drawing attention to butts? Well, this is probably, I mean, according to the History Channel, this is where kick me signs started. Oh, okay. Not a good prank, by the way. Kick me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um. I just don't like having my butt kicked. Who does? Well, there's probably some people out there who like having their butt kicked. Let's agree that there are plenty of terrible pranks. Here, yeah. here are a few from a newspaper in the 1800s. Terrible ones? Yes. Oh, are these like, hey, don't do these anymore? Yeah, don't do these. Okay. Um, so these were compiled by a writer named Matt Novak, and it was published on Gizmodo.com in 2015. One man convinced his sleeping wife there was a fire. Oh, boy. Another placed a dummy over train tracks, nearly causing an accident. Yeah, that's not great. One ginormous jerk blinded his cook (gasps) by replacing the pepper with gunpowder. Oh, man, no. Um, This is like all of those things are bad. Don't cause people bodily harm, okay? Um, The one incident that was strangely controversial 
And I think it's just because of the way that media works today. But mm-hmm. in 1957, the BBC broadcasted a story showing a family in southern Switzerland harvesting bushels of pasta from the family's spaghetti tree. Okay. And I think if we saw this today, we'd be like, what is this news anchor doing? Like, right. this is a dumb, dumb story. It's not real, obviously. Wait, it was controversial because people bought it? Yeah. Oh, what? Come on. I I think it's fairly comedic. Um, But think about the time, right? In the 1950s, the TV had just really reached mainstream guess, media yeah. households and stuff. So they also didn't actually have a lot of spaghetti at this point it was right after World War Two. Okay. Um, yeah. They had just come out of rationing. So like people just didn't know where spaghetti came from. People didn't know. And they there were several people called into the BBC for advice on obtaining and cultivating their own spaghetti trees. And when it was revealed that the trusted news source had lied to them, people were very upset. Okay. Well, you're probably upset because you are a little embarrassed. Probably. This is okay. Listen, that's not a mean prank, though. Like that. That to me is like if you get upset about this, then it's probably because you're embarrassed and you're like, don't like that you fell for it. Didn't hurt anybody. Didn't cost anybody any money, and it wasn't like scientific misinformation that led to, say, a pandemic. Right. Sure. It was just like for a little bit, there were some people who believed that spaghetti grew on trees. Well, let's swing it the other way. At this point, um, people advise that you not uh, drop any like very important news on April's April Fool's Day. Oh yeah. Because people might consider it false just because it came out on April first. Yeah. This is uh, so Griffin and Rachel uh, had their baby. Uh, Gus is doing great, but there's a reason I bring this up. Originally, the date was supposed to be April first. It was the was the oh, due okay. date, and it was like, oh, no. but he came on Tuesday, so everything's fine. It's true. It's all true. Um, in nineteen forty six, there were warnings that went out to Hawaii and Alaska about a tsunami, um, and Ooh. many disregarded <gasps> the warning as an April Fool's Day joke. Um, and it. Oh, it was real. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was real, and it was fatal for a lot of people. Um, Once again, that would be about where I'd go to break, but not on that note. Okay, here's one that we can break after. Okay. National Geographic, in 2016, issued a sincere apology for its treatment of animals, and they shocked Twitter when they announced it, saying this media group says that it will no longer degrade animals by showing photos of them without clothes. <laughs> and any readers who clicked on the link were sent an April Fool's Day message complete with a gallery of adorably dressed puppies and kittens. That's pretty great. Okay, that's pretty great. Okay, now a thank you note for our sponsors. Manners is sponsored in part this week by She's Birdie. Before you leave the house and you do your checklist for your phone, your keys, your wallet, and it's time to add one more thing before you walk out the door. Birdie is the newest essential addition to your routine. It is a personal safety alarm that is easy to carry and simple to use. Uh, when it's activated, the alarm will emit a loud siren and a flashing light to help deter an attack by people or animals or just let people know where you are. Birdie is 
no danger to you, so you can feel confident using it. And it comes in fun colors, so it can kind of match what you're what you're wearing, what you're doing. Hang it on your purse. That comes in a very pretty pink to go with my pink purse. Mm-hmm. Or hang it on your belt. Or, hang it on. Yeah. I don't know. Your Get a cool chain. necklace. Wear it on a cool necklace. Sure. And She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash schmanners. That's She's Birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash schmanners to support our show and get 15% off. Now, every day, you must ask yourself a very difficult question. What do I want for dinner? Uh, the other day, I was like, man, I wish my mom would make me dinner, but I'm an adult. We've been adults for a while now. My mom. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, in many ways, DoorDash is kind of like your mom. Okay. Yeah, DoorDash. Well, DoorDash won't make the food for you, but DoorDash will go to the restaurant that you want to order the food from and bring Somebody's it to you. Somebody's mom might have Somebody's mom. It was made by somebody. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can start there. So, but here's the thing. You already know about DoorDash for like dinner and lunch and breakfast and brunch and Liner and all those things. <laughs> but what about like deodorant? Oh. What about like some candy? Yeah, mm. they've got it all. You can find places, not just restaurants, but like some shops on there too, on DoorDash. And they'll connect you, get you the food you love, including now grocery essentials. Uh, you can get drinks, snacks, other household items delivered in about under an hour. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want it, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. So for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD, all one word. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Kelsey Dara, Open Mike Eagle, and Patton Oswalt. Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. So he was in therapy. Plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode for Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Teresa, can I tell you just right off the bat two mm-hmm. pranks, kinds of pranks I think that people should not do? Okay. Uh, the one is like the fake pregnancy or the fake divorce. I think we've talked about that fake before. Fake engagement, wild, all yeah, that not stuff. Not wild about that. The other one is any prank that uh, involves like pulling off people's clothing. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that's the thing. Pantsing, sharking is a horrible thing. There's, it's, it's, Anything like that, that's bad. Do not do that for so, so many reasons. So there's lots of other pranks you can't do, but those two just kind of jumped out and stuck in my brain. Alex wanted to uh, put a little spotlight 
on her mom, who is a... Alex wants us to prank her mom? No. Oh. She wants to show that her mother, Linda, is a pranking genius. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, And I love all these pranks. These are great ideas. She expertly crafted ice cream and cake to look like eggs and toast. Okay. Uh, she the, the the fake cake doesn't look like cake movement is very big right very now. Very big. I think that's a great idea. Uh, rigged the door to Alex's bedroom to completely avalanche her and the hallway in packing peanuts. Okay. Made a life-size dummy of herself reading the newspaper. So when Alex's brother and and Alex would come to talk, they would just be talking to nobody. Pray guy. <laughs> this is pray guy. In that same vein, here are some good tips for pranking. Go for confusion, not cruelty. I think that's all. That's a great idea. Well, that makes me think. If I may, we have a mm-hmm. question here from Sam. Oh, great! Are weird pranks that just center around being weird, i.e., filling someone's room with sharpie markers, funny slash good? In my opinion, yes. For two reasons: I like weird. I like sharpies. <laughs> that's a lot of sharpies. Yeah, maybe something bigger. Balloons is a great choice. Balloons is great. Uh, you can. I mean, it's somewhere between sharpies and balloons, but like ball pit balls. Oh here's yeah. The, here's the thing. Uh, and I think we'll kind of come back to this a lot as we answer questions to talk about tips. It's much like any form of comedy. It's about knowing your audience. Right. Right? Like, I have many friends, like my brothers, for example, right? I think a weird prank would land better on Justin than it would on Griffin. Right? Griffin, when Griffin gets confused, it's not, I mean, it's funny to me, but (laughs) it's not funny to him, right? And if you're aiming for something that is like, everybody's getting a laugh out of this, even if they are the uh, butt of the joke, then I think it's about reading your audience. I agree. I think that uh, along that same line, so you you think about why you're pranking before you prank. Um, Are you genuinely trying to make someone laugh or you don't like that person and maybe you hope that they'll suffer a little bit. Mm. Uh, that's not really that's a prank. It, yeah. That's not a prank. Don't do that. Okay? Do Listen, that. if you want to exact your vengeance against your rivals, that's your business. But don't label it, don't label it a prank. Don't besmirch the good name of prank. Mm-hmm. And similarly, don't target anyone that you don't know really well. Yeah, we that was a question from Gustavo. Yeah. yeah. Is it ever acceptable to prank someone you don't even know? No, it is not. That is, that's mean, is what that is. I Here's what I will say. When we're talking about the BBC, though, right, doing the spaghetti thing, which I don't have a problem with, there's pranking people they don't know. But, but it's I think not that, targeted at one specific person they don't know. Yeah, I think that there is, okay, here's what I'll say. I'm going to take a bold stance here. Okay. I think there is a form of this where it could be like the, you know, a an on-the-street thing Mm-hmm. Where it's like a sign you have posted that is like confusing or like makes people do a double take or something like that. Like that I think you could like play a joke on a stranger that they might get surprised and just laugh it off. Right. That I think. But I think that it is an expert level maneuver to do that yeah. and not to be attempted by the amateur. I agree. Like to the point where <laughs> when we were uh, workshopping the My Brother, My Brother Me TV show when we were developing it, uh, a couple times the studios had like, what about a prank segment? And we're like, we should not nope. do that. Mm-hmm. That is not something the McElroy brothers should do. Trust me. <laughs> um, and along that, 
If something goes wrong or it doesn't land, it's important that you take responsibility for yourself and what you've done, okay? You did the thing, so you have to claim the thing. You know, like... Even if you, even if it's funny, be ready to help clean up, right? If you post-it note somebody or if you, like, Christmas wrap all of their office supplies or whatever, be available to help clean up, okay? Don't just, like, run away. Um, We have some other questions here. Uh, Let's see. This one is from Elias. How do you let someone know that pranks aren't fun for you without them, like, taking that as an invitation to prank you more? Hmm. I think that this is about a cultivated relationship. Yeah. Right? Um, if you say that to someone on April 1st, pranks aren't funny to me. I don't like it. Don't do it to me. Mm, that's not the right time. Maybe as you get to know someone, like Travis knows, I don't like surprises. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be surprised with trips. I don't want to be surprised with parties. None of that stuff. Travis knows. I don't like surprises. So pranks are probably, uh, they're along there, really. Yeah. Um, so it's it's about the relationship you've cultivated. It is also, I think, about the delivery. We've talked about this a lot, about, like, asking for what you want. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, for example, if someone tries to make you play sports and you don't want to play it, and you do the, like, oh, I don't know, right? Then that right. seems like you want. And so if you're like, oh, uh, pranks, uh, I don't know, right? Then that seems like an invitation. Mm-hmm. Where if you said, like, hey, I want you to know April Fool's Day is coming up and, you know, we just started hanging out or whatever. I want you to know pranks make me really uncomfortable. And, like, doing them is, you know, what? however you want to yeah, phrase it. Yeah. That you can like clearly set the expectations instead of trying to couch it. But you don't have to be severe about it. You don't have to be like, hey, I know you love doing jokes. You do that on me, out the door, buddy. I think you can just <laughs> say like, hey, please don't. It makes me really uncomfortable and that kind of thing. You know I what agree. I mean? um, let's see. This is from Honey Bee. What do you find are the best pranks to make everyone involved laugh? Here are some great ideas for pranks. Hiding something ridiculous or silly in very specific places to be discovered later. Mm -hmm. Um, Like little figurines or um, like a place where you wouldn't naturally find it, like a shoe in the refrigerator or whatever, right? right? Things like that. Um, Also, (laughs) a good one is freezing cereal and milk in the bowl the night before and serving it to someone who then can't get their spoon through. I think that would be fun. That's, That's again, great. another waste of food, which is towing the line. Um, the unexpected, right? This is, yeah. This is the thing of like, I, I think that the problem is the the cleverly unexpected. That's the difference, right? Because I think a lot of people will be like, uh, oh, it's just the unexpected. So you can just jump out and yell at someone. Which don't get me wrong. I've nailed that one once. <laughs> the jump scare. I used to work in a haunted house, folks. But I mean, like the like just slapping someone in the face or whatever. It's unexpected, but it's not clever, right? Right. But if you instead like swapped all of the stuff out of kitchen drawers for someone's clothes drawers, and you put like their socks where the spoons go, and the spoons where their socks, that kind of thing, well done enough that you kind of shuffled all the drawers one room to the right. That could really <laughs> land. And then be willing to help them move everything back. Right. Um, Alex suggested several times uh, gluing googly eyes to everything in the refrigerator. That's pretty good, too. That is good. Because you'd be very surprised, and it would be fun to see all of the little things, but it doesn't spoil any food if you glue the googly eyes to it. Um, 
There was one prank that I did in college that I'm now remembering. There was this guy on our dorm floor named Zach, and he left for the weekend to go home, I think. And so we took the doors off his dorm closet and attached them around the bed to make like an opening and made it and like decorated it to look like a castle. And we took like Tupperware containers and laid it in front of it to make a moat. And we took the uh, red carpets that were in the entryway of the like dorm building and we stole them uh, temporarily. We returned them and then we laid them down the hallway as a red carpet leading up to his room. And so then when he got back, he went to his room and saw the castle and turned around and we were all wearing t-shirts that had his face on it and a bunch of different sayings on it. And mine said, Zach is for lovers. And there was just a bunch of different stuff. One guy had like iron on his face onto a pair of boxers and was just wearing boxers. And so that was just a thing. We had made little flags with his face on it. And he just but turned you, around. You were there to help clean it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, eventually. <laughs> eventually. I mean, for a while, he just slept in his castle bed. <laughs> uh, this is a classic. Great one. Go and buy a leak from the grocery store and put it under the sink and then ask someone they love if they could check the leak under the sink. This is so silly. This is so silly. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say another. Well, I guess you shouldn't prank call strangers, but I think a well-executed prank call can be very funny. Not just a mean prank call, but like a good solid is your refrigerator running then you better go catch it those kinds of things i think are solid jokes solid jokes i like it okay i think that's going to do it for us thank you so much folks thank you for joining us um go check out all the new merch at the macro merch store go to macro we've got a new pin of the month over there for april it's uh, a really cute like farm wisdom cow thing pin uh farm wisdom is a bit for my brother my brother and me but that's not important because what is important is the purchase of that pin benefits the aapi civic engagement fund which supports effort by local community-based organizations to combat violence and hate there's also a new adventure zone shirt over there uh that has the logo uh and it's available on black or tie-dye <gasps> yeah i love tie-dye i'll get one of those for you um, and we've got the Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom graphic novel. It's available for pre-order now over at theadventurezonecomic.com. It comes out July 13th, 2021. Uh, let's see. Thank you, MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. And keep a lookout for Max Fun Drive info. That's right. Coming soon. Uh, let's see. What else? Who else do we thank, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brental Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, we thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's where we got all those excellent questions, uh, at SchmannersCast. Um, and then we thank Bruja Betty, Pinup Photography, for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Um, we are continually taking topic suggestions. We are continually taking idioms to discuss. You can submit those at our email, which is schmannerscast at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SchmannersCast. Thank you to everybody who submitted questions for this episode. We'll have uh, more of those questions uh, and prompts or questions soon. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners. Schmanners. Get it.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.